0: Welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Teal, of Fear the Fin podcast. I'm C. I'm
1: Kyle, and I have the flu.
0: And Kyle has the flu. That sucks, It's It's dude. my
1: Michael Jordan flu game.
0: <laughs> Jesus. It's that time of year, dude. So, literally just like an hour ago, maybe, I tweeted about this Tide Pods thing that's going
1: on. <laughs> you, should, you should read your tweet verbatim. Because <laughs> it's a nice little setup. It's very funny. It's, it's very... When I, when I retweeted it, it already had like 15 likes or something on it. So it, it was on its way to being viral. And
0: it's got 36 I don't know if, it, I don't right know if it's go-
1: Oh, it's 36? Yeah. Is that, vi- is that viral yet? Yeah? No, I
0: don't think so. Okay, so to preface, if you somehow have not heard, there was a meme on Tumblr about people wanting to eat Tide Pods because you look at them and they look like they should be delicious treats. It's the same thing like... Like kids wanting to drink bright colored cleaners and stuff. Like, it's the same concept where you're just like, I want to eat it. But it was like this. But for idiots. It was basically like a long running joke, though, on Tumblr. Like, this has been like a year old that people were like, oh, I want to eat a Tide Pod. You know? Really? Yeah, it's been going on for a long time. But. For the record, I I don't
1: go on Tumblr. I don't even know how to access Tumblr. (laughs) And I know there's no E in Tumblr, but that's as far as I go. Tumblrs for me are things that you make drinks in.
0: Oh, so. It's been, like, this long-running joke, like, oh, yeah, like, anyone else want to eat a Tide Pod? But someone, and I don't know exactly how it happened, basically someone thought that that was, like, for real and made up, like, this fake news story, like, people are eating Tide Pods, like, don't do it. And then people read that and started eating Tide Pods because they're like, oh, this is a thing people are doing. And then they had to really warn people, like, hey... For real, don't eat Tide Pods. <laughs> like, it just... It, it all got it'd weird. Be,
1: it'd be hard to get through the plastic. Yeah. Like, I use Tide Pod. I use Tide Pods. I have some. I can go look at one right right now. Dude, It I seems a... like it'd be really hard to chew through the plastic.
0: Yeah, like, if you don't use, like, hot water on your clothes... Cut-
1: cutlery? Cutlery?
0: <laughs> no, if you don't use hot water when you wash your clothes with Tide Pods, like, sometimes they don't melt all the way.
1: Like... Yeah, like, I use... I use... I go... I go... So, when you're poor growing up like I was, um, you learn that you have to do your, your laundry on cold, cold because that way there's no shrinkage or anything. You don't ruin mm-hmm. anything. You don't bleed any colors and it just protects you. So I've always used cold, cold. Tide Pods aren't that good in cold, cold.
0: No, they are not. Um, and I've had instances like using just like the warm setting and it's still still not like melt all the way. So, so yeah, people are eating Tide Pods uh, is just... Nuts. People are
1: idiots. Yeah.
0: So there's a meme going around now about Tide Pods, and um, you kind of plug people into it. And so I did it for the sharks, and I'm just going to read the tweet. Uh, So Pavelski would never eat a Tide Pod. Burns thought the meme was ironic, is shocked that people are actually eating Tide Pods. Joel Ward prevents others from eating Tide Pods. Cooch... Eats a Tide Pod out of self lo- self-loathing. self And Hurdle genuinely thought it was a fruit. <laughs> 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 Which is just, <laughs> I think, the perfect, like, lineup as far as that goes. I would say maybe that Burns is the only one that's a little controversial. And I originally actually had Pavelski as the thought the meme was ironic is shocked that people are actually eating Tide Pods. But I was like, no, I, I just think he d- would never do it, whereas, like brent burns and uh joe thornton they might
1: joe, Th- <laughs> joe, joe thornton and brent burns definitely have been like on the dock in muskoka somewhere in the summertime very heavily into adult beverages and we're like do you think we should and <laughs> tabitha thornton has gone to bed and they're just like hmm, maybe and they try it and then they jump in the lake because they're idiots
0: <laughs> brent burns just looks at him he's like you ever look at a tide pod and like just want to eat it?
1: <laughs> he sli- he slide he slides it in between where he has no teeth in the front. He just like slides it in without opening his mouth. <laughs> <That's
0: so weird. laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I think this really begs the question of what other um sharks players are doing with tide pods.
1: Um there's an amazing reply from friend of the pod, Steve Fishman. Uh <laughs> If you want to read it, because it's it's the best one by far. It's hilarious. Uh, Yeah. Do you you have it? Because I have it. I do. I
0: have it pulled up. He said (laughs) that Bodker holds the Tide Pod forever with the intention of eating it, but eventually just gives it back to the store clerk. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the best one. (laughs) by far I actually
1: because it's dumb because in my head I was imagining Bodker like skating around just how you know how Bodker gets the puck and just holds it and skates around and enters the zone or whatever (laughs) I imagine him just walking around the store with his hand out like copped with a Tide Pod in just looking at shit and then just like ah and just walks out
0: The, the response that really got me, though, was Conrad saying, uh, Martin Jones stares you in the eye as he eats the Tide Pod. <laughs> like, that is the <laughs> worst mental image. <laughs> it's just Martin Jones staring you down with his creepy goalie eyes while it's he so consumes weird. a There's Tide also, Pod uh, in front of you.
1: <laughs> another another uh, friend of the pod, Mike Browning, said, Dylan punches Tide Pod to get to the liquidy goodness within. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh because I can just see Brendan Dillon just be like, Ooh, me want Tide Pod, and punching it repeatedly against the wall.
0: I would like to add that I think also the other person who would eat a Tide Pod out of self loathing might be Danny O'Regan. <laughs> oh, because he's not in the NHL yeah, anymore? That's sad. bad about himself. <laughs> so he eats a Tide Pod. Uh, That's too funny. Uh, I, <laughs> I just—I'm just
1: reading more of the replies. Anyway, they're all good. Oh, t- don't eat Tide Pods, kids. Don't, please. Or actually, kids aren't smart, smart enough not to eat the Tide Pods. It's probably adults that are dumb. Yeah. and Are eating Tide Pods. Don't eat Tide Pods. How can you be that dumb? Do not. You know how like old people, old generations, like Joe Thornton's generation, looks down at us millennials and is like, "We handed off the world to them. <sighs> this world is going to shit." Sometimes they're right. A lot of times they're wrong. This instance they're they're right.
0: To be fair, those old people were the ones who didn't get the joke in the first place and were like, Hey, guys, for real, don't eat Tide Pods and like no literally no one was actually eating Tide Pods until they were like, Do not do this hmm. thing <laughs> So hmm. there's that. Hmm.
1: Interesting. All right. So anyway, welcome to Blood, Sweat, and Teal number 16. (laughs) (laughs) This this is a podcast about hockey, specifically the Sharks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's sponsored by Tide. Uh, If you want your clothes smelling uh, like fresh evergreen, I don't know what else they (laughs) have. Maybe if you want your
0: mouth smelling... Like, <laughs> if, off, you, right? if
1: you want to die with foam in your mouth like a rabid dog, <laughs> eat a Tide Pod.
0: All right. Anyway, <laughs> so we got some questions on Twitter. That's cool. Do yeah, do that. So
1: the first time we asked people for questions, we got none. The second time we asked people questions, we got none, and then we got one. Like the third time we've done it, so now we're up to three, which is nice.
0: Yeah. So, is it? I think we can call Finn at this point. Finn is a friend of the pod. Finn asked, what do Dougie Wilson's... I love calling Doug Wilson Dougie Wilson.
1: I, I feel like Doug Wilson calls his son Dougie Wilson.
0: <laughs> I just, I always call it, I call him Dougie and uh, Pete. I call him Petey. So, like, I, I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, what do Dougie Wilson's recent and total history suggest he'll do at the trade deadline?
1: Uh, over trade for some asset he thinks is super important and then shows up and does absolutely... Jack Squat?
0: I have a much shorter answer, which is just something bad.
1: <laughs> Doug, okay, so Doug, Doug Wilson. So I don't want to sound like I'm ripping on Doug Wilson because I think, as much as I can't stand Peter DeBoer, any Sharks people who are listening to that, give me a job. Uh, I'd be happy to be friends with Pete DeBoer, but I don't think Pete DeBoer is the right coach anymore.
0: Nope.
1: I still think Doug Wilson can lead the franchise. Uh, I, still ha- I still have faith in what he's doing. But. Doug Wilson has the itchiest trigger finger when it comes to trade deadline day. That man is making deals.
0: Yeah, and do we want to actually bring up the current rumor mill, I suppose, and what they're looking for?
1: Yeah, so as reported by Gackle, or Paul Gackle, I guess is his real name, Gackle Report, he said and it's confirmed by Pichelka that they're looking for a fourth line center and that he dropped the tidbit that DeBoer was also looking for a fourth line center and Wilson was looking for a fourth line center. So the whole front office is united in finding a freaking bit part at the deadline,
0: which is so stupid because first of all, we got rid of Ryan Carpenter. So there's a fourth line center. That's just gone. Barclay Gaudreau is fine like he he hadn't played center since juniors and he got put back in center this year and i think just as an older player he's been able to handle it better and he's done well like he's a good fourth line center that's probably his ceiling but he's good at that job and i don't i don't understand like how replacing barco is going to
1: be i have i have no idea what the line of thinking is here. Moving Goodrow back to the wing, sure, but you don't want to give up assets for a guy that you can find literally everywhere around the league. If they wanted another fourth-line guy, why didn't they just put in a waiver claim for UC Okanen, who just got picked up? Yeah. Like, these guys go on waivers all the time. Doug Wilson could probably just wait till tomorrow or wait till the next day and see who goes on waivers. I mean, Montreal just picked up Logan Shaw. Never heard of that guy. Probably is a good fourth-line player. (laughs) It's very easy to find these guys. It's not easy to find top six guys. It's easier to find bottom six guys. Right. And for me, this is just super frustrating because Goudreau's been good. Why are you, San Jose already has a limited war chest when it comes to assets. They had nobody in the Corey Pradman's top 50 prospects uh, outside the NHL right now on the athletic. San Jose had zero. That's not a good sign. We know the farm system is bare, but they're also missing things like they're missing their second this year, they're missing their third this year. Doug Wilson is an avid trader. If you're going to be an avid trader, you're going to live with this reality. But at the same time, why are you then trading your limited assets for a guy that isn't an asset in a fourth liner?
0: Acquiring someone for your top six makes your bottom six stronger. Acquiring someone for your bottom six just means that you're sending someone to the AHL or you're getting rid of more bottom six players. You're gonna swap bottom six for bottom six. Because no one is going to be like, Oh yes, let me give you a bottom six winger in exchange or a bottom six center or whatever for exchange in exchange for friggin' Logan Sure. Like that's just not how it works. So you're getting rid of bottom six players for another bottom six player. Whereas if if the Sharks acquired a top six guy then we have more options in terms of moving people down the lineup and making the lineup stronger. You can put Chris Tierney back at fourth line center, and then you have a really solid fourth line. Like
1: <sighs> Yeah, like say our, because we talked about this last time, if you require Hoffman or Kane or Patches, they all play wing. That just means that uh, Hurdle could go back to center. Pavelski could go back to center. Um, you could do a lot of different things. You could now you have three top lines and a fourth line that's now going to have somebody bump down. It just doesn't make sense to give up an asset to strengthen your fourth line center position. That's not a thing. Fourth line centers play what like seven minutes a game in the playoffs. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. They're. I, I, it's just. It's super Doug Wilson. And going back to Finn's question, Doug Wilson did this recently. Does everybody remember Nick Spallings? <laughs> if you don't, congratulations. If you do, you realize he was useless, and they traded a second-round pick for him. But also in that same token, they traded for Roman Polak, which is a horrible <laughs> dumpster weird. fire. But, but, at the same but that was he also part traded of, for James yeah, Reimer. The
0: larger picture was getting James Reimer, and I think that was just a... Because like, that was such a loss for Toronto to lose James Reimer that like we had to take some garbage in exchange.
1: Yeah, and it was a weird two-separate deal thing, but... Doug Wilson has a history of going out and trying to bolster his team at the deadline, almost every deadline. And that's a byproduct of being really good for a really long time. So men of a certain age, like myself, will remember when we were kids and he brought in guys like uh, Bill Guerin, who promptly had no points, Uh, (laughs) Brian Campbell, who was pretty good. Um, then we get closer up now, and you have Reimer, uh, you have Spallings, you have uh, Roman Polak. So he's going to do Yannick stuff Hansen. at the deadline. Y- Yannick Hansen, sure. he's gonna <laughs> He's going to do something. Generally, I don't think he's ever pulled off a heist, per se, or he's never, for obvious reasons, he's never pulled off the cup-winning deadline trade, but he's never really pulled off the trade that... Well, I guess Rymer would be his best say, one because Reimer it helped. would
0: be close because Reimer, it allowed Jones to rest. Like there's no way we that the the Sharks would have gotten to the Stanley Cup final with Alex Daylock as a backup. Yeah,
1: ex- ex- exactly. So Reimer was a good one. Uh, Brian Campbell was a good one, but by and by he's not it's not like when you see other teams and they go out and scoop that star for the the stretch run like when Colorado got Ray Bork or whatever he hasn't done that and a lot of times he gives up good assets for these guys. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like he got Craig Ravay one year but he traded away like Josh Georges and some other stuff and like a first or something like that. Craig Ravay was terrible. He's old. So, it's hard to say what he's going to do. It, it, I just don't want him to give up more assets right. and Doug Wilson has a shiny first round pick sitting in the garage. Stop. So I just don't want him to make a move that he perceives as bolstering the team when really it's just tinkering the margins and fooling ourselves into thinking he, he's galvanized the team into making a run when really he needed to fill that winger or fill that second pair d man
0: right so what he should be targeting is a top six granted they're going to be far and few between and it's going to be few and far between
1: well evander evander Kane's price is now a player a pick a first round pick and another pick or something like that a player a prospect a first round pick and another pick it's four pieces for evander Kane, so the price is high
0: yeah but he that's not what doug wilson's gonna do Doug Wilson's going to go mm. for another Yannick Hansen where the trade... Here's the thing about the Yannick Hansen trade is that the trade itself was not bad. Like, if you look at just that as a trade, gold open for Hansen, not a horrible trade, right? It's, it's whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, no it's one whatever. hated that trade. No one was like, oh, this is the worst thing Doug Wilson's ever done. It's a perfectly acceptable trade. At the time was not what the Sharks needed (laughs) at all. And I think that's kind of... It was very weird. (laughs) It's just... I think sometimes the trade deadline moves that uh, Doug Wilson makes are not right for the organization at the time. You know? And uh, I'm going to be really mad if he goes after a fourth line center.
1: (laughs) I think think it's inevitable, but... (laughs) And the thing is, too, like, Thomas Placanich could be had... From the Habs. So, and, and tying into this rumor, too, is that it was reported, I'm pretty sure by Gackle again, that the Sharks' uh, games have been scouted heavily by Montreal recently, including yeah. uh, the most recent game. So it seems like Montreal and San Jose are Thomas hurtling towards a deal. Yeah. But who that deal is for is a big difference because you could get Max Pacioretty, you could get Alex Galchenyuk, or you could get Brian Frazee or whatever the hell his right. name is. Or like, actually, you know what's even worse? We could end up giving a really good asset for Andrew Shaw. I don't want Andrew Shaw on my oh. team. God damn it! I have baby Andrew Shaw and Team O'Meyer.
0: Oh god! Like,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't need Andrew Shaw. I don't, I don't want that. Oh god! I... No,
0: oh my god! No, no, no! <laughs> you don't understand what I just realized. Like the fourth line center. They're looking for, like, a Michael Haley. Like, they have to be, right? Like, they have to be... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I literally just had this realization that that is probably what... The... Oh, my... I'm, like... There are tears Well, if he wanted right it, it, like...
1: if If he wanted a playmaker, <laughs> oh, he would have just picked up Yussi Okunin, but he didn't. So... Oh, my God. But Montreal also has Thomas Pekanich. So, like, that could be a fun fourth-line guy. But do I really want Thomas Pekanich for... Two months? No, not really. He's old. He's busted. He wears <gasps> oh, a turtleneck.
0: I swear to like, God. Like I don't.
1: I just don't know what he's looking for in bolstering the fourth line, and it's gonna happen because the coach and the GM both want it. They both have this huge hard on for gritty, sandpaper, big dudes. that's it, And that's it makes it. no if they sense. they don't
0: want what they already have in a fourth line center, it's because they want t- t- hashtag grit, and I'm like, I'm so upset right now. <laughs> yeah they might
1: as well just trade for Michael Haley again this
0: is the worst thing that ever happened to me Let's change the subject a little bit and say, what do you think... Let's go to the other question. No, no, no. Actually, I was going to say, what do you think the chances are that uh, the Sharks make a trade with Chicago? Because Chicago has become the bottom of the central team. Corey Crawford is done. His season's done over. He's got post-concussion syndrome, like hardcore. No, he has vertigo. Nope. It, they just... Today, that actually, there was the post-concussion syndrome is what he's actually dealing with, not vertigo.
1: Oh, yep. cool. Yep. That sucks. Yeah. Get
0: that. So... What are the chances that a team that is in cap hell and their season is pretty much done? I mean, they're going to be selling, right? That's got to be
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It could happen. <laughs> it could. The central, the central is very packed though. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, do we really trust Dallas to be good? Hell no. Yes. Do I do I do I trust do I trust Colorado mm-hmm. to keep this going? No. So, like, the only teams in the Central that I really think are worth their salt are St. Louis, Winnipeg, and Nashville.
0: But the thing is, like, Chicago's not even going to make playoffs. They are literally the very bottom of the Central right now.
1: Which is still better than every Pacific team not <laughs> in the
0: playoffs. That is also but, not true.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, aren't they, aren't the, isn't the bottom of the West? Vancouver, Arizona, oh, Edmonton. No.
0: I'm going to pull it up. We're going to look at standings.
1: It used to be that. Because L.A. is the last wild card, and then the bottom four should be Anaheim, Edmonton, uh, Vancouver, and Arizona.
0: Chicago is three spots out of playoffs. Chicago has 50 points
1: right now. So they're three points back of uh, L.A.?
0: Yes, four points back of the Sharks. But, like, they're literally, without Corey Crawford, they're not going to make playoffs.
1: Yeah, they're not good. Like, we're arguing and say, I think we're both, like, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I just think that Stan Bowman... When he come push comes to shove, I don't think he's going to throw in the towel when he should.
0: But at the same time, like with what Crawford's dealing with, this is veering into um, the career ending as opposed to just season ending. And without Crawford, that changes the course of that franchise.
1: Yeah, and they're already kind of screwed anyway because Stan Bowman put them in cap hell with like, a, a... forever contract to Brent Seabrook. He gave Brent Seabrook a promise ring like five years ago and six million dollars with it. And now Brent Seabrook fell off a cliff because he's Brent Seabrook and he's 33 years old. So, like... My biggest nightmare is that some team's going to come calling and it better not be the Sharks and they're going to be like we'll take Brent Seabrook off your hands. <laughs> That's my Peter <laughs> Charlie voice cuz he's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's going to take Pete Brent Seabrook somebody's going to take Peter Trailler. Somebody's going to take Brent Seabrook off their hands. Somebody's going to grab another piece from them. They're going to get they're going to get out of cap hell. They're going to recalibrate and they're going to be good again and it's going to be really frustrating, but I hope nobody does that.
0: I just really I really want my dream of Team Canada reuniting Logan Couture and Jonathan Taze on the same line. That's really it. <laughs> Although Logan Couture played wing, and that was very interesting, but it worked. Logan Couture
1: also didn't make... Oh, are you talking about the World cha- yeah, world, world, world Championships? Oh, okay, I think you meant Olympics. No, so was Logan Couture, Couture was
0: on uh, Taze's wing, and it was beautiful. It was so good. So that's all. <laughs> I just wanted to get to that, that I ideally might... Perfect world that would happen. (laughs)
1: Uh, Ironically, after all that, you can't actually even take Taze because he makes ten and a half million dollars a year. It's even worse than the Brent Burns
0: contract.
1: I think somebody will bail out Chicago. I don't think San Jose is going to do it as much as we want them to heist a good player out of there. I don't think Stan Bowman's fallen for that.
0: I also, going back to Montreal, having a lot of scouts, another dream of mine, and not for any reason other than I think that he would be a good culture fit in San Jose would be Jordy Ben, because just imagine like Jordy Ben and Brent Burns, like with their, <laughs> their giant beards and like, they're just like mountain men. I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs>
1: I'm glad you I'm I'm glad you said for culture reasons, not for oh, hockey no, reasons. It's
0: terrible. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. There's, there's for uh, for everybody that's wondering what DW is gonna do at the uh, at the trade deadline. There's a non-zero chance that he trades for some absolute boner on the ice, yeah. like Jordy Ben, yeah, okay. like so, so, <laughs> some guy who you're just gonna go what future shark. Your Jordy actual ben. reaction is gonna be what what, <laughs> and you're not gonna understand. There's a non-zero chance he does that. Yeah. There's a non-zero chance he pulls off a heist, but there's a r- most likely chance he's gonna trade for like Andrew Shaw. Yeah. And it's going to be frustrating. But um okay. I think uh, I think there was another question about what we expect prices. Do you have the other question? Yeah,
0: what holes are clubs looking to fill in exchange for Hoffman, Galchenyuk, Patriatti, Hosang?
1: Okay. So, give start with the Habs. So Patriatti, Bergevin said that he wants to replace his 35 goal scorer with another 35 goal scorer. <laughs> Logic? If you can if you can figure out that, send it to me, email it to me. <laughs> I'll I'll get it to Montreal and decipher that because I don't understand why you would trade away a 35 goal score on a $4.5 million contract for the same thing. It doesn't make sense, but that's what he wants. Uh, He wants another top shelf goal, uh, goal score. I think Patches is going to go for most likely a center.
0: I don't know. I feel like the Habs at this point will also take a defenseman.
1: Yeah. They, they need, they need defense that aren't statues and they need centers because their center depth is uh, Jonathan Druin who plays wing Alex Galchenyuk, who's also on the wing. Jacob De La Rose, Paul Byron, uh, I can't even... Nicholas Delorier, I don't know. It's, it's literally garbage. <laughs> so they're, they're looking for center. They're looking for anything, really. He wants he wants a premier guy. Patches isn't going to come cheap is the issue. Right. He's going to be expensive. Same with... who? What is, name me another name. Hoffman. Ottawa's owner is the cheapest owner in the league, so he's just selling him because he doesn't want to pay him anymore. Yeah. And they need to rebuild. I actually have zero idea what Hoffman what they want back from Hoffman he's under contract for two more years so or at least one more year so he will come at a little bit more of a premium because he's not quite a rental he's a more of a medium term piece um so look think about the same thing as patches maybe not quite as good as a patches deal but uh similar
0: and then Hosang.
1: Hosang's interesting because they literally hate his guts in New York Island. Right. In New York, in New York, they they hate him so much. The Bridgeport uh, Sound Tigers, great name, coach called him a baby and a whiner and scratched him for the game. So he could probably be had for anything from a second round pick to a bag a, of Skittles. A, a Timo <laughs> Meyer. Yeah, I have no idea. Like that. Yeah you you could trade you could trade cash considerations for him. Jeez, you know sad. you know in semi pro. The movie, when the basketball movie with Will Ferrell, when he trades the dude for a new washing machine, you could do something like that. Garth Snow might take it. So that, that's a huge wild card because he's so young and so talented, but they hate him so much that it's undetermined if they want equal value or just some value or whatever the hell they want. But he could be stolen, I think, but he could also be held there forever uh, like a prisoner because they just won't match what they want.
0: So we have another question. Do we think that Dylan DeMello is on the trading block along with Paul Martin? I hope so. I, that's the thing. is like, <laughs> yes, I hope so. That is what I would like.
1: I'm, to- I'm not holding my breath that they're going to trade Dylan DeMello.
0: No, I'm not either. He, the thing is, this is the last year of his contract, so. It is? Yeah.
1: Oh, well, uh, so no. see the problem. <laughs> It's just, I just wish they would play Tim Heade. Have we figured out why they don't like Tim Heade or I, I, if he's injured or... No
0: idea. But yeah, no one is looking to rent Dylan DeMello.
1: Yeah, I, yeah.
0: I just don't. It's Which is just not happening.
1: I, I don't think it's happening. And the reason that Paul Martin's not going to probably happen either is because he makes $4 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> so DeMello,
0: um, I... Good luck. I, I don't know that they'll re-sign him, though.
1: DeMello? They won't. They won't because uh, they have what's-his-face in the minors, too, right?
0: Which one?
1: Middleton. And they have two... Well, Jeremy Raw, but he's injured again. But then don't they have, like, Middleton...
0: DeSimone. And
1: DeSimone. And, well, I guess technically Bergman, but... The, <laughs> they, have, they have some younger guys, which I don't think... They're going to necessarily bring up, but they're not going to not let them come up. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah, that's fair. It's, and I just don't see really the. I don't see the need for a for... seventh defender. And I, do, I think they'll cut ties with Dylan DeMello over the summer because I think he's going to get frustrated too with being a seventh defenseman for the second year in a row. I don't think he's going to want to play a what if for the third year when it it's pretty obvious that Tim Heed and Yogam Ryan are are going to be, like, the main defensive core for that team. I, I I see them cutting ties with him over the summer. As yeah, far as trading goes, might, he it's might, just, there's no point.
1: Yeah, like, he's not going to be traded for, like, a pick or something. Like that He might be, he might be, like, a, I don't want to say sweetener, he might be a throw-in, like, a salary match or a throw into a trade, like, hey, take Kevin LeBanc, a first, and Dylan DeMello for Alex Gilchenyuk. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... That's my totally fake, but secretly really want that trade to go down. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, he might be that guy, like, in the end to, like, work out some stuff or whatever. Or, like, a team might need a 7th defenseman or a 6th defenseman and they might just take him. But he's not, it's not, like...
0: If it's a team that, like, he will almost definitely get playing time with. You know, like, that they'll give him playing time through the end of the year and then probably sign him. Like, that's the, the... biggest thing is that like a team isn't going to want him unless they are confident are looking they, to resign yeah, him. that they can sign him for the next year, but he is a cheap defenseman. I mean, he
1: could be scooped, but like, I, I wouldn't, I am assuming his name will be tacked onto a, a bigger trade. Yeah. Uh, if one does go down similar to how Paul Martin might just be tacked on at like 50% retained value, mm-hmm. Doug Wilson didn't hand out a very good Paul Martin contract. So it's tough sledding with those two guys and I just don't see either of them getting moved on their own and they have to be part of a a bigger deal Right,
0: John Tavares. One last question was about me being awesome (laughs) 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 and it was how does it feel to finally get a bold prediction correct?
1: Because I
0: did that. I did that. (laughs) My bold prediction last week was that Joe Thornton would score on an empty net. Not a super bold prediction, I will admit. However, given who we were playing against... It
1: didn't happen in the game you thought it was going to happen, though. I can guarantee you that. (laughs) Uh, You definitely you you thought that, and you thought definitely an Arizona game. He scored in that empty netter. Yeah,
0: no, he did that for me. It was awesome. Uh, (laughs) I. So yeah, uh, how does it feel? fantastic it feels great it's the it's (laughs) the only
1: one we've gotten right and by we i mean you Me, (laughs) because i don't i don't have any right
0: i was sitting so like confident to you during that second arizona game because it was they were scoreless arizona didn't score until like halfway through the second or something i don't remember yeah it was 2-1 for a while well no they didn't score at all like the second arizona game
1: yeah it was two it was two nothing and then it was two one for a while and then it was yeah yeah. so
0: when it was 2-0 i'm like I'm going to get another bold prediction right because I in my game preview I had said that Aaron Dell got a shutout. out. That was my bold prediction and did not happen. I was I was so bummed. I was like two bold predictions in one <laughs> week. And then no. <laughs> just the one. So sharks news this week. Some some roster moves got made. Uh, obviously Dylan Demello came back from IR,
1: which was a uh, that IR was a nice little uh, he's on the IR. <laughs>
0: What does that mean? if,
1: If you catch my drift. It was confirmed by Kurtz.
0: I do not know what that means.
1: He wasn't actually hurt. Oh. He got sick. He got sick with the flu, oh, and you can't put somebody yeah. on the IR for the flu. But they're like, "Oh, he's sick. Oh, he might have a nagging injury." They threw him on IR to free up some roster space so they could oh, do some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody asked Kurtz, "Is this is IR or IR in quotations?" And Kevin Kurtz uh, said, uh, "Didn't know you could get put on IR with the flu with a wink face or something like that."
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Kevin Kurtz's Kevin Kurtz's reply game is very strong. Yeah, because it was. like He's like very a, good at using emojis.
0: It was a um, undisclosed injury, so. <laughs> He had some bad sushi and <laughs> he, put out- he went
1: to Japantown he went to Japantown did not enjoy his Benny meal Yeah, so decided to take a week off
0: he came back and immediately played over Tim Heed and then uh, Marcus Sorensen got sent down tragic
1: have you have you <laughs> noticed that they're using the word loan now?
0: They've always used that.
1: They used to say assigned. Now they're saying loaned. It's very weird.
0: No, that's usually how it's been. At least, I mean, I get all the press releases and that's always the phrasing that they've used. So, yeah, Marcus Sorensen got sent down and so did Paul Martin, who got put on waivers. And it was, like, kind of universally agreed upon that he was not going to get claimed. Like, no one thought he was going to get claimed. And that's not even, like, to say anything about how... He is as a player. I know we all pretty much agree that he's not great. He's had a pretty sharp decline, although he was a good pickup at the time. Not a great contract. Yeah, he was a
1: great. He was a great signing at <laughs> yes, the time.
0: but has not. He's old. Yeah, <laughs> has not played out well. The thing is, he's old, he's coming back from an injury, and he's only played three games this season.
1: Yeah, for for everybody that says, oh, he's only played three games this season, kind of a small sample size. No, no, we saw him last year start to slow down. It wasn't as good. Yes, Brent Burns won the Norse, but like you could tell that he was slowing down, then he got injured. He's, he's just... You don't need more than three games for a 38-year-old coming back from injury to realize that he's not good. Right. It's it's fine. Picture.
0: But you know, like if you're looking at any other GM, they're not going to go, "Oh, Paul Martin's available. How's he done this year?" And then see, "Oh, he's only played three games."
1: Yeah. No. No other GMs being like, "Oh, Paul Martin need that guy at four million dollars cap." (laughs) They're they're not. And that's the other thing
0: too is that his contract really limits people wanting to pick him up because they're going to want in a trade. San Jose is going to have to retain some of his salary. That's just going to happen. And so if he's on waivers, they're not just going to pick him up because you don't get that option. The third thing is that Paul Martin going unclaimed and getting sent down to the AHL means that if he gets traded now, he doesn't have to pass through waivers again. He can immediately be assigned to another team's AHL team. Yeah, like the the Wade Redden lifestyle. Right. So even if... Someone was maybe a little bit like, oh, I'm not sure. I want to see how he plays. They can now make that move and have him play on their AHL team and make that determination. So, you know, him not getting claimed isn't like this, oh, Paul Martin's going to retire in the AHL now. Like, no, he's coming back from an injury, and he'll probably find a team. I mean, it's going to happen. It's just he needs to get ice time first. They need to be able to see that, hey, he's still decent enough
1: <laughs> if yeah if he if if he if he's competent at the ahl level and looks all right um he's gone at the deadline
0: yeah absolutely
1: like it, and it won't be like i it's not going to be for anything great and it's not probably going to be for full pop it might be but it'll probably be for like san jose retains 50 percent of his salary right. for the rest of the year something like that which is fine at least get something for him and let the guy go play but yeah he, he it's his contract is too big, and he's too injured and too old. So this was an obvious conclusion to his saga. No offense to him, but it's a business. I'm sorry.
0: Right. So yeah, that's Paul
1: that. Martin, AHL legend.
0: It is really sad though. Like watching the the video that Pichelko posted um, of a you know interview with him and it sucks cuz you feel like they've been in constant kind of communication and eventually it's going to get a point get to a point where he gets frustrated cuz he's not playing so you which you, happened and now he can play right it's it's just a bummer i think you know you don't ever want to be that guy that gets viewed as expendable you know and unfortunately no. that's just how it played out so you know
1: yeah so sucks but the know. Sharks' can...
0: defense is also really good so i'm not like sad about it <laughs>
1: Well, it was good, and now Pete DeBoer refuses to play the proper lineup, and it's
0: right. mediocre. Well, there's that.
1: But, Paul, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just shitty. So long, Paul. It was nice seeing you.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. So, we played some games.
1: Yeah, they were really weird.
0: Yeah. Once again, I can't believe I'm saying this for like a third or fourth week in a row. Dudes, win in regulation. Like, why? why is that so hard?
1: The the only the only saving grace is that they played against Arizona, so it literally doesn't matter when or who right? you win against. Because it's 20. Arizona
0: and they have 25 points. Arizona is on pace to only win 18 games this season. <laughs> yeah. They're so bad. Only 18 the- games. They've only won, I think, five games 10. at home.
1: Oh, no, they've won one game at home, I believe.
0: Wait, really? Hold on. I just (laughs) had to do this.
1: Yeah, (gasps) or it's one game on the road. It's something ridiculous like that. They've only, for the record, everybody, they've only won 10 games, so it's not going to be pretty either way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oh, yikes. It's not good, (sighs) Scoop.
1: No, they're horrendous.
0: Yeah, 18 games. Can you imagine only winning 18 games an entire season? Wow. I what mean, would we even San Jose
1: write? Won- on- Sa- San-, San-, San, Jose- San Jose won nine games in like, their second season or their first season.
0: <laughs> what would we even write on the site like day-to-day if the, <laughs> the Sharks? Uh,
1: like, different ways to occupy your time <laughs> rather than watching <laughs> watching the Coyote?
0: We'll profile new Go teams every single day. <laughs> like, here's a team that you could watch instead of ours because they're yeah bad. and
1: you pick like you pick like like third league bundesliga teams and like n- the nippon uh, baseball league and you're just picking like random random shit
0: okay so they've yeah th- i was right they have won five games at home Ooh, <laughs> and they have only won one division game
1: no that's what it is one division game yeah who did they beat Please tell me I have it's Edmonton. No idea. I would have to go through their schedule, <sighs> and I don't want to. Do I'm gonna, that. I'm gonna say it's Edmonton in my head. <laughs> um, San Jose actually, with the uh, actually, because they beat them in overtime, and so it doesn't count. But they flashed a stat again, the second Arizona game, where San Jose, in the entire league, is second for wins against their own division in regulation or overtime with ten. Mm-hmm. The only team ahead of them is <clears throat> uh, the team, the new team. I will not respect them with their name. They've won 11 uh, division games, then San Jose with 10, and then I think it's, like, the Blues with 9 or something like that. So San Jose is really good against their own division. It also helps that they have Arizona and Vancouver and Edmonton and Anaheim and,
0: yeah, right.
1: Los Angeles. Who they beat the shit out of. Right,
0: that's the thing. Like, the Kings are actually a pretty good team this year, but, like...
1: It... See, I don't think they are. They have two they lines. They started
0: out really good, at least. They... Yeah, they they have good pieces. They're dealing with and
1: yeah, handsome man Jeff Carter is MIA.
0: My beautiful father, Jeff Carter. Father? Yes.
1: (laughs) He's like barely older than us.
0: Stop. (laughs) He raised me personally. Um,
1: On on dry island or
0: (laughs) stop. I don't know. I think the the Kings are actually pretty decent this year and. The Sharks always just bring their best against L.A.
1: Yeah, if you if you watch the two Arizona games and watch the L.A. game, you'd think you're watching two different
0: teams. Yes, absolutely. I don't think I've ever watched the Sharks play L.A. and been like, ooh, they don't look so great. Like, they're always bringing it against L.A. I
1: I, I know one particular time when I watched the Sharks against L.A. Are, and they, I said, ooh, they don't oh, look well, so great.
0: I know, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah that happened.
1: I've blocked it out of my memory, but there's one particular time. Okay. No, but they they they've since then they've played they play LA really tough. They usually they beat LA a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that I
1: don't. I'm not. I'm not scared of LA this season.
0: Yeah, I think the the playoff series against them in the 2016. Oh, d- 2016. D- which one? 2016, correct. That was Stanley Cup year.
1: Oh, yeah, when they just skated around them.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the year that the Sharks went to the Stanley Cup final, that, that has really set the tone for how games against L.A. have gone since um, I think that was kind of a turning point for L.A. as an organization as well, that they didn't go into the full denial that the blackhawks are in where they're like okay maybe (laughs) we actually do need to change some things and obviously they've had front office changes over the summer and all that stuff so i think la is just at a different point now with their system and everything so i i'm i'm not scared by la at all i think for no
1: i'm much more scared of like Calgary. Right.
0: <laughs> well, eh. Yeah. I just, Which is weird
1: to say. Just because Calgary's young and fast hate and youthful. Calgary. And... I
0: hate them so much. I hate watching them. I Yeah. Everything about
1: them. Yeah, is, boy, they have yeah. really nice jerseys, though. Those old are Calgary jerseys ooh, are so ooh, pretty.
0: Ooh. Red and yellow is a horrible jersey co- color combination. I'm not about it. First of all, it's orange. It's yellow, dude. It is <laughs> yellow. Uh, no,
1: like if you go back and look at their, their jerseys when they won the Cup in 1989,
0: those jerseys are so ooh. nice. I just mm-mm.
1: They're so nice. I'm really
0: over red as a jersey color, to be honest. But that's because I'm a natural redhead and I look terrible in red and everyone like almost everyone looks bad and like bright red and that's always what they like teams use for jerseys. Except for Clefford. Stop. Okay.
1: Noted noted redman.
0: So the games this week were just they were what they were.
1: They're were, like so, and if you want, if you want like actual analysis, it's kind of hard because San Jose was in a weird time of the schedule. They're coming off their dumb bye week yeah. against Arizona, so they didn't have legs. They're getting the alcohol out of their system. <laughs> Logan Couture had too much fun and had wobbly jello legs, <laughs> so it's just like uh, they weren't going to play well. They didn't really play well. They came out. It, it's just whatever. They went to overtime against Arizona. It just was whatever. Then they played against LA after a couple of days off, they a were day. back, got their sea legs a under da- them, a day, a day. But, but they had their sea legs under them, they, they kicked them all up and down the ice, it was not particularly close, there was not a moment where I was like, oh, San Jose might lose this, it, it, it was a joke, and then they had a back-to-back where they went to Arizona and played them in it was the second night of a back-to-back, close to the bye week, it was just a weird troika of games, it, it just, it was never going to be fun, it was never going to be pretty, and I'm hoping going forward that the issues that they showed against the Coyotes was just a combination of back-to-back or off for a week, plus it's the Coyotes, so they didn't care. And so they had some bad habits, but they play more like they did against LA because they're very, very dominant against LA.
0: Yeah, so I think the the big takeaway from these three games, like obviously the first game against the Coyotes was a mess, and I think any time you're coming off a long break like that, th- that happens. You're going to be a mess. Yeah, it just happens. The Kings game was really good, and then the, the second Coyotes game... The thing is, it started out strong. It started out pretty good. It, but the third period, and then it, it
1: looked they got stuck in sand. It, it
0: just fell apart, and that is, I've had this exact conversation earlier in the season, and I said the same thing because it was back when Joe Thornton was struggling with his knee still. Joe Pavelski was still not looking great, and they had a back to back, and with travel involved, and they just did not look good, and they've had they've struggled season on these back-to-backs and this month the, they are the old. schedule is a nightmare and granted it's not against like, yeah, great each, teams it, but eat each
1: eat, eat your heart out arizona
0: yeah no joke our schedule sucks and that that's what worries me that is the biggest takeaway i think from these three games is just the age of this team and the effect that that the compressed schedule and the the traveling has on them
1: yeah, and I'm hoping once they make it through the next two weeks, things kind of Smooth even sailing. out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and February, like they, the, hopefully they can tread water, beat up on the, the terrible teams and tread water in the other games and stuff. And Because once it comes to March, it'll start smoothing out. And then playoffs, you don't play any back-to-backs and stuff like that. So um, they just have to get through it. They have a lot of games in hand, so I'm not, I'm not super concerned yet. But if they look like they did against Arizona in the next couple games, I will be much more concerned.
0: Right. So these games coming up, it's going to be Colorado, at Colorado, first. So...
1: Tomorrow. Thursday.
0: Today, when you're listening, probably. Yes. Hopefully. (laughs) Colorado, like, I don't know what to do when they're, like, okay. When they're, like, halfway decent. I just don't know what to do about that. Nathan
1: McKinnon legitimately is making a claim for the heart.
0: Yeah, for sure. So...
1: Nathan McKinnon was drafted first overall. He's from the same hometown as Sidney Crosby, so when he was drafted, it was like, whoa, Crosby 2.0, everybody. Um, and Canada's hype machine went into overdrive, as it does for everybody. So McKinnon's had a long road living up to crazy hype, and it turns out that he was worth it. He is very, very good, and he is single-handedly dragging that team into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> like... It kind of it's weird. messes my head a little bit that like they traded Matt Duchenne and got better <laughs> as a team.
1: Yeah, the the Ewing theory. Yeah, I... shout out to shout out to Bill Simmons. They also don't have their goalie. Harle... Varlamov's been injured. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's been out, so like it's very weird that they're doing this without key guys that we right. thought they needed. But it also helps that they selected Miko Rantanen in, in the Timo Meyer draft, and he is absolutely dominant.
0: Yeah, we'll also see uh, Long Beach native Matt Nieto. That's fun. Hold
1: it down on the fourth line,
0: huh? Hold, yeah, hold, hold it, he's holding
1: it, holding it down on the fourth line. Oh my
0: God! What if they target Matt Nieto in a trade? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> fourth lines on Matt Nieto. Who,
1: who did they trade for Matt Nieto?
0: He went on. He was on waivers. So oh they got yeah, him that's
1: right. Imagine losing him to waivers and then trading an <laughs> asset for get him, get him back.
0: back.
1: Jesus. <laughs>
0: Pull the trigger, Doug Wilson. <laughs> yeah.
1: Then who? Then we'll see who won the Nieto versus Haley fights.
0: Uh, we all lose because we're fans of this sport. We
1: all lose because they traded an asset for Matt Nieto. Yeah.
0: Okay. So Colorado, I just I don't even know what to do when they're good and
1: San Jose. Yeah. In in your head, you should be like, hmm. San Jose should – no, sorry. In your heart, you should be like, oh, San Jose should kick Colorado's ass. In your head, you're like, oh, Colorado's kind of a little bit good.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I expect San Jose to beat them. I I don't. I don't. If
0: Tim Heat plays – Don't lose to Colorado. <laughs> we can shut down Nathan McKinnon, and we'll be fine. That's it. Just play – Yeah,
1: like, uh, I don't know. And this is the first time that they're meeting, so it's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's on the road, too. Yeah. So, like, there's the mile-high situation. I don't know. It's just. It's just weird – I don't know. It's it's awkward. Anything could
0: happen. Anything could happen. All right. Um, So (laughs) two days later, they're playing Pittsburgh in San Jose. Okay. That's going to
1: be fun because you know what we're going to hear about all day that day? Stanley Cup rematch 2016. I wonder if there's still bad blood. It's... Been two years, guys. I'm over it. Pittsburgh won the cup. Literally the next year, they don't care. I'm
0: over it. They're bad right now. Anyway, like who cares? They're not gonna 3P, So like who just who cares? Who cares? Yeah, they're
1: they're they're really in a. I think they're back in the playoffs though.
0: Are they? Oh, yeah, know.
1: they're back in the wild card spot because the Metro is a tight tight tiger. <laughs> like those teams are just shuffling around, and at any point one team could just say like the Islanders were cruising along and all of a sudden just hit rock bottom and sunk. But then, if you right. want a little winning streak like Pittsburgh did, you're, you're back in you're back in the mix, especially because the Atlantic is abysmal.
0: Yeah. So, and
1: they're sending they're sending three teams, and they don't even want to send three teams to the playoffs.
0: Pittsburgh is a second wild card with 51. There are three teams right now that are within two points of, or
1: and they all have they all have that. games at hand too, right?
0: Um, yes.
1: Yeah, so Pittsburgh's in a tough way, because they've played a lot. They're also just not good.
0: Right. (laughs) I don't know how
1: to say this anymore, plainly. They're just not that good. No, well... Granted, they could always just light up San Jose, because Sidney Crosby could be like, I'm Sidney Crosby, and have five points.
0: I just had the most horrific thought, what if they traded for Ryan Reeves? I really need to stop, but... Now that they won't I,
1: trade for Ryan Reeves because Pittsburgh traded specifically for Ryan Reeves to protect them in the playoffs. I
0: know.
1: Uh, there you go. That's like Galaxy Brain. It's like that GIF with like Galaxy Brain. They're not going to trade for Ryan Reeves.
0: So they play Pittsburgh in San Jose. Then the next night, they play in Anaheim because
1: this is the worst schedule of all time. It's so
0: bad. I don't, there's not a whole lot to say about Anaheim. I think they're starting... They should beat Anaheim.
1: Anaheim's terrible. Yeah,
0: I think they're starting to get people back from injury, finally. I'm not 100% on that. Is Kessler still out? Or...
1: I think so. I don't know. People just, like, Anaheim's that team where, like, they just, like, cycle dudes in and out constantly. It's like when you go to, like your favorite restaurant or whatever, and you know a couple of the servers, but then you go on a different night, and it's different servers, and you're kind of weirded out. (laughs) It's always just, like, a different crew of servers in that building.
0: Like, the Anaheim Ducks this year are, like, you're on a permanent road trip, and so you stop in, and you always stop in a McDonald's, and so (laughs) you're, like... (laughs) There's
1: a different menu item in each one. No,
0: no, no. Like, everything's familiar, but it all feels wrong. (laughs) <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I know what you're saying.
0: <laughs> like, because it's not your home McDonald's, but it's still McDonald's. So, like,
1: you have to go poo, but you don't. You're not quite safe like you are at home.
0: <laughs> like this, so McDonald's, you pass on it. One McDonald's might use like styrofoam cups, another one uses like the kind of plastic ones, and it's like it's not. They're they're the same cups, but they're different. You know, like it's just yeah, everything's a little bit off. Like there's still probably some douchebag named Ryan playing, but it might be a different douchebag Ryan than the last time that the Ducks played. There's a
1: weird, there's a weird European making your fries in the background,
0: <laughs> just like hanging hanging out. So yeah, <laughs> like that's that's the Ducks this year.
1: Anaheim's also Anaheim's in a weird position because if they don't get healthy, they might have to sell off some dudes. Yeah, because they're. Like I don't think Anaheim's gonna make the playoffs. Like I don't really think they're Do, in a position what, to make the playoffs. They're not good. Do you
0: know what Anaheim is? They are Dallas last year. Same thing. Dallas had like the year before they were really, really good. And then they just got hit with injuries so hard last year that like there wasn't a, a single point I don't think last season that the stars were healthy. Like the entire stars roster was healthy. I think someone was injured at every single game. They ended up having to sell a bunch of people at the end of the season. I mean, that's when they uh, they got rid of all of the former Blackhawks. And then, like, <laughs> uh, who else did they lose at the trade deadline? I don't remember. They lost a bunch of people in free agency, too. Like, Hemsky and... I don't even remember.
1: They might they might be losing Jason Spezza this year, too. Yeah. I think he's on the trade block.
0: He is. Uh, so, like, that's exactly what happened to Dallas, though. They sold a bunch of people at the trade deadline. And it was because they knew that like with injuries they were not going to make playoffs and that's exactly what's happening with Anaheim now is that if they don't get healthy within the next couple of weeks they're they're done they're toast like they're not going to Yeah and it. i think
1: i even if they do get healthy i think they're toast anyway Yeah like i i think Anaheim's got to pack it in see bring up some more kids or whatever i just don't i just don't see it and if anybody's thinking ooh maybe we should go trade for somebody on the low Anaheim's not don't. trading with San Jose <laughs> and they're just—they're just not. They're just not, ju- not going to help. Them. I don't want that
0: anyway. I can't think yeah. of a duck that I want.
1: Yeah, I keep them. All. I, it's not the world's hardest back to back, but it's weird because they're in San Jose against Pittsburgh, which they're going to get all worked up for, and then they have to go to Anaheim the next day on a back to back. It'll be bizarre.
0: At least the Pittsburgh game is a little bit earlier. I mean that helps. It's like five, and then the Anaheim game is at six. So like. It's a little bit earlier than a lot of the Pacific games are, so that gives them a little more time for travel, and, you know. Yeah. Anyway.
1: It, it's weird.
0: Um, then they have a night off, and then they play Winnipeg in San Jose. Who we
1: all know has a shitty city, apparently.
0: <laughs> this time, it's in San Jose, so they... <laughs>
1: Ooh, do you think, do you think, um, I'm Canadian, I should know what they have there, like global... Or CTV or CBC is going to run a little spot with, um, like, Mark Scheifele and Dustin Bufflin saying, Oh, my least favorite city is San Jose. It's a shithole.
0: Yeah, it's terrible how just do you to, like, wear sandals just... all year. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're just going to do it out of spite? Like, CBC will just run that just for fun?
0: I would love to see them try. Like, what bad things can you say about San Jose?
1: It's expensive. <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay, I can't get poutine here. I like when icicles form on my beard at 1 in the afternoon. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. It would just
1: be, it would just be funny if they tried to play up the angle that Winnipeg actually hates San Jose as too. It's such a weird rivalry because Winnipeg is so good and they should be thinking about the cup.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which I think they're going to just kick San Jose's ass again, but whatever.
0: Yeah. I don't know. there's not a whole lot to preview there either. Like they were really good, they're still really good. We saw them, like, two weeks ago.
1: (laughs) Scouting report. Very good at hockey.
0: Yeah. Uh, Then we have another night off and still at home against the New York Rangers.
1: Who are not good at hockey. They just happen to have Hendrik Lundqvist, who's beautiful, holding it down with a ridiculous save percentage and single-handedly putting them on his back again for the 13th straight year and taking the playoffs. Aren't
0: the Sharks usually good against the Rangers or am I making that up?
1: No, I think they are.
0: I think so too. I think they're cuz it's like they're
1: I think you I think I think you're forgetting a particular four-goal game. Oh. Hey.
0: I'm not forgetting. <laughs> I just
1: maybe this will be the anniversary of the Rooster trick. Maybe Ooh. Joe Thornton will come through. I think in his mind he knows that he said that and still remembers that he said that and he kind of wants to do it. He's been like He's been shooting more, he's been getting random tap-in goals, he's been getting... He had, like, a two-goal game. I think he kind of wants to do it.
0: Well, I think he has to be aware, right? Because it's something that is spread from multiple teams. Like, there are fans of every team in the league that call it a dick trick at this point. Like
1: Yeah, and everybody, like, on Twitter, and, like, if you're at the bar, like, talking to your friends or whatever, everybody knows... That when Thornton scores, everybody makes the joke that three more till you see his penis. Yeah,
0: exactly. So he's gotta know, and I just need it to happen (laughs) before I die. It would be so
1: funny. It would be so funny. It would be so good if he did it against the Rangers for for symmetry.
0: (laughs) Here's my my question though: Is that like if he if he scored four goals? I just don't think he would do it. Obviously, I don't think he would do it on the ice, but he's got. I think he would.
1: I think he would mime the motion.
0: Well, yeah, probably. Like I the think he the would do dick that stroking the ice. motion, that, I think would be. But you know, he's got to do it in the locker room, right? Like that's got to happen. Oh, he's in the he's a hundred percent naked to, as soon like, as he hits the. Just whip his dick out, like. <laughs> he's
1: he's notoriously anti-clothes anyway. Right. So as soon as he gets in in the change room, he's a hundred percent naked. Yeah, and I would. Like to place a bet if anybody from the Sharks Organization listens to us, please do we're funny we're awesome, we love you. <laughs> I bet you they have a secret emergency rooster trick shirt waiting around or hat or something <laughs> yeah. it, like it's like in a glass case like breaking case of emergency <laughs> they somebody like somebody like runs up they're like John Root has to like run up to the Stop. doug wilson's office, break it, get it, bring it back down to him oh. <laughs> Do you, think, do you think if he does it, he puts the stick between his legs on the ice?
0: <laughs> and, like, does a jerk-off motion on the stick?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's 100% getting suspended for that, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Oh, my God. I need it to happen just because I want to know what will happen, because you know he knows. I just have so many questions, so many ideas.
0: All right. We're, we're going to stop on that. That's going to... We're, we're done. So, those are the five games that are coming up. Holy crap. Yeah, five. Five games over the course of the next seven days.
1: If you like hockey and Sharks hockey, strap in and feel the G's because it's coming at you fast and hard. I
0: lied. Eight days. But still, yeah. Five games over eight days. It's so too much. That's a nightmare.
1: And then they go on the All-Star break where they can kick back and listen to the musical stylings of Kid Rock.
0: Logan Couture can return to the beach.
1: <laughs> yeah. Logan Couture may have not have mentally returned from the beach yet. No.
0: It's alright. He's He's got, like, two weeks between beach time, so. Yeah,
1: he's fine. He He's fine. He's alright. Should we make bold predictions? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta check in on our bold predictions and everything. So,
1: so uh, well, we already checked in on yours yeah. because you're the only person that's ever successfully completed one of these stupid things.
0: <laughs> I love it. What was yours?
1: Uh, couture Hat Trick. Didn't happen.
0: Now he's still on the beach.
1: <laughs> no. Donskoy, um, Donskoy had two. Donskoy's been... Hold on. We should We should take two minutes to spend uh, a little in memoriam to Jonas Donskoy being bad. Because this guy is phenomenal at hockey. God, I love him.
0: Oh, I just love him he's so much. He's so good. I love him.
1: He, he is fabulous at hockey. And we also... Uh, If anybody wants to submit uh, a a name for the new Dynamite line that he's on, so it's Donskoy, Tierney, and Bodker, Um, they've been crushing it. I said the TBD line because it's... Well, their names are Tierney, Bodker, and Donskoy, but TBD to be determined because we don't know how badly they're going to kick the ass of the other team yet. Jesus. I'm not that creative, guys.
0: Speaking of names, though, uh, (laughs) you're pretty partial to the Don father, right? Like, you...
1: Yeah, I like it cuz it's funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was talking to someone from Battle Cali and we were tweeting about it actually about the Don Father cuz he said he refuses to call him the Don Father. And I I don't know if you read this, but last year, I think last year, might have been the year before. Uh Brent Burns gives everyone nicknames and like he's a weird dude. Um if you watch The Road to the Stadium series, at one point he refers to his infant child as a little pile of mashed potatoes. So, like... What? <laughs> yeah. He's talking about when she was, like, small, and he's, like, she was, like, a little pile of mashed potatoes. Like, he's just weird. He's a That's
1: so bizarre. Yeah.
0: He, so, like, he comes up with nicknames for players, and he used to call uh, Jonas Donskoy Dusty Crop Hopper, which is from the movie Planes. Uh, Yo,
1: we've we've gone over this.
0: Yeah, so I had to, (laughs) I didn't have to, but it was brought to me on Twitter to put a goatee on the plane, the Dusty Crop Hopper plane, (laughs) and I did that. Uh, It's the worst thing I've ever photoshopped and spent any amount of time doing, but... uh,
1: He also doesn't have his goatee anymore.
0: No, he doesn't. It's
1: no, he looks like a he looks like a regular mid twenties person now. Maybe that's
0: like the secret to his success is no facial hair. Do
1: you maybe think Pete DeVore made him shave Brent it off? Burns
0: is bad.
1: Maybe. Or maybe Brent Burns just doesn't want to play defense because he makes eight million dollars a year now. Why
0: do you have to say this? It's
1: things? like it's like when your little kid is being bad and you reinforce it by buying him a toy or giving him a treat. Brent Burns wasn't good at defense, but he scored so many points that he won the Norris and San Jose gave him money, so he's like, I should do this all the time now.
0: Listen, you're not.
1: That's my theory. You're
0: not wrong. Uh, so anyway, bold predictions.
1: Oh yeah, let's do that. <laughs> do you have a bold prediction? Do you have a bold prediction for these five games? <laughs> is anybody going to be, be so bold that we pre- we predict a rooster trick?
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: Let Let's go with points. How many points do you think they're going to get uh, out of the ten possible? I'm going to say eight.
0: I'm going to say seven.
1: All right, I like it. I like our confidence is high because I think. They beat Colorado, I think they beat uh, the Rangers, I think they beat one of the teams on the back-to-back, that's six, I think they lose to Winnipeg outright, Uh, oh, I guess they win on both ends of the back-to-back, go me.
0: They've had four games since the start of the month go to overtime, so I'm going to confidently say seven.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I uh, I could see like two overtime losses for me in there.
0: Yeah. Bold prediction.
1: I wanted to say that we'd see a trade, but... I don't think they're going to trade in the middle of a five a huge road trip right before the All-Star game.
0: Yeah, well it's not a huge road trip. They're Well, I mean like a the
1: schedule schedule stretch. Yeah. I'm going to say they get two shutouts.
0: Two shutouts. Dang. Okay. All right. That's pretty bold.
1: Bonus bold. One by Dell, one by Jones.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say that someone gets called up we haven't seen yet this year.
1: So Philip Sandberg,
0: or falsers, <laughs> or I don't know, someone Rudolph, Rudolph,
1: someone, someone gets called up
0: that we haven't seen yet.
1: Slash, we haven't seen. Why
0: not? It's that might be too bold, but I'll go with it.
1: You gotta come down off your high. You flew, you flew so close to the sun last yeah.
0: week. Yeah, <laughs> so now I gotta course correct here. Yeah, so that's gonna be the next week fun little podcast thing here. We got a lot of hits on the last. Yeah,
1: one. So what did you guys do? I,
0: whoever is recommending people listen to us, why? <laughs>
1: Keep doing it because I'm sure they're not going to listen again. So we need a fresh batch.
0: Yeah, so we got like almost a thousand <coughs>
1: listens over the course of this week. So that's pretty cool. But and just on SoundCloud.
0: Yeah, that's just on SoundCloud too. So like
1: that doesn't include Stitcher or Android or iTunes. Yeah. Or various other apps, I guess.
0: So, like, thanks for listening, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, It actually is really cool. The the more you guys listen, the more we want to do this, and the more episodes we'll probably put out eventually. Yeah, and the
1: more likelihood is, like, I can do the... See, like, the more you guys listen, the more likelihood we get, like, picked up by somebody who will pay us, and then we can have things like music and fancy intros to things and famous people on our podcast.
0: Yeah. So it's exciting. It's cool. I like these things happening. I like people listening to us. That's fun.
1: I I like that people like us.
0: Yeah. That's, it's generally a positive vibe about the podcast. So that's really cool. Shouts to our 72 listeners in Brazil. That's (laughs) That's <laughs> no,
1: we have, we have 72 listeners in Brazil, <laughs>
0: apparently 53 in Indonesia. I don't know. I'm just looking at our stats and it's very strange. What? <laughs> yeah. Top countries, United States, Brazil, and Indonesia.
1: Not Canada? <laughs> you
0: know, no Canada.
1: <laughs> Wait, why the hell is there people listening in Brazil? <laughs>
0: I don't know. None of your family is actually listening to us. Cause they, <laughs> Canada didn't even crack the top three. Oh, uh, that's really funny.
1: I have so many questions about Brazil and Indonesia. <laughs> well, shout out to Brazil and shout out to Indonesia for holding it down. Dope. Maybe, maybe when I'm in the Philippines, I should stop by Indonesia and say thanks.
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, can we talk about that for just a second? So, little tiny podcast announcement. Kyle is leaving us.
1: Like, briefly, I'm coming back.
0: I don't know about that. If I... If the podcast is really good about him. I may be replaced. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, so we're going to bank at least one episode, maybe two episodes. We're kind of working on that. I might do an episode with somebody else. So I'm going to cheat on Kyle a little bit. It'll probably be someone from Fear the Fen. So just so a little heads up for you guys, that's what's going to be happening. Um, and
1: if anybody has any cool recommendations for the Philippines, send them my way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's... How long are you going to be gone?
1: Uh, 17 days.
0: That's a lot of days.
1: Yeah. Well, the Philippines is really far away. Yeah. You know what it's really close to? Indonesia. Right. Podcast number two. So... Podcast country number two.
0: So, yeah, we're going to try and bank a couple episodes and see what we can do. I do have a fun game that we're going to do, and Kyle and I already talked this through, but he's not going to pay attention to anything going on with the Sharks while he's in the Philippines at all.
1: It'll be very, very easy to do that because...
0: He is going on a total tech blackout as far as the Sharks go. And Mm. when he gets back, I am going to have a list of things that happened with the Sharks. And we're going to make him guess whether or not they actually happened. So we're going to do like a little true or false game. If you have suggestions... For things that I can tell Kyle happened with the Sharks. (laughs) Uh, Send them Send them in. Send them to fearthefin at gmail.com. So it's a little interactive. We'll we'll get some suggestions in here. Uh, We're going to come up with some good stuff. So I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. I love messing with Kyle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. Because nothing's out of the realm of possibility.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's going to be coming up in a couple weeks, but... For now, we've just got these games.
1: All right. Yeah. I got nothing. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Peace out.